what are some other things that you've seen exercised and put into play that counter that otherwise threat to culture and have helped us evolve culture in a positive way in a remote work, work environment, an environment that otherwise has lots of fear and unknown? What types of things come to mind? Joe, can we come back to you? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's maybe I'm saying the same thing twice, but I really just think it's that I've always been a believer of energy creates energy, right? So when there's all of this negative and hard energy that what we've done internally is to 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 go, we see that, right? We see that we're all feeling this, but let's use it to connect and let's use it to build each other up and lift each other up and um you know be that force for good and 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 be still achieve still still hit goals still be our best selves um because it matters you know not just individually but to the team and rallying around our teams and increasing our communication and um just being better for one another you know as well lifting each other up yeah and the way that we communicate obviously has changed, right? It was all live before and now we've all become like in short order Zoom or Teams experts. I mean, I've even got my folks that are in their 70s that all of a sudden they know how to use Zoom. Like that in itself is, that's that's progress. That's That's awesome stuff. But we've just evolved so quickly in that environment. And then the way that we communicate with our team here at EL, um, Elias, do you mind tackling some examples of the communication, you know, the stuff like Joe's weekly email and Wendy's weekly email and the way that we handle our Tuesday o'clock meeting and some of that stuff. Do you mind speaking it? And you don't have to hit on those specifically, but just those elements of communication that have evolved uh, as you've seen them. Yeah, you bet. Um, it's, it's interesting to see how we have had to make some adjustments, but yet we're still uh, clinging and holding on to that that element of culture. Um, you know, you referenced our um, Tuesday o'clock uh, meetings. Um, historically, for for many many years, predates me. We've got together as a company for a brief period of time where we all get together and we're accountable to each other. We we tell talk about the successes, talk about the misses where we missed our target. Um, we also talk about those individual highlights of people that um, really were incredibly successful that week. And so we've had to evolve that where it's done remotely, where it's a, it's a recorded um, uh, meeting where, you know, you have people from their different offices reporting on highlights and successes, and, and then that's in turn delivered to the company. And so we're still able to to be accountable and to celebrate in that way, but just a little bit different. Um, I love the emails that uh, Joanne and Wendy both share. They are um, motivating and it, it's great to see they're very they're raw and they're honest and they're um, just, a, just a lot of fun to read. Um, but even as I think about individual teams, my team and I, we, we get together every morning and we have a little five minute, 10 minute little powwow. And for me, you know, we, we historically have a culture of weekly one-on-ones where we're gonna sit down with each other and talk about things that they're working on. What can I do to help or clear the path or make it possible for them to be successful? And now we're almost having 
many sessions every day. And at first I was worried that, what am I going to talk about? I mean, do we have something to talk about? But then I found that, boy, there's plenty to talk about and we're getting stuff done faster and more effectively because we're connecting even just for that brief moment every day. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I love it. it. It's interesting too, when we talk about, we keep using this word evolution and we move from this Tuesday, 11 o'clock, all hands on deck, whole company meets in whatever office they're in to now we've got to do it digitally. But even the first round of doing that digitally became this 19 minute video, <laughs> right? And our thoughts of really keeping people captive and watching a 19 minute video about our weekly reporting in progress, even though there's tons of people celebration embedded within, we had to evolve that further. And so it was like, okay, what do we do differently? What do we do to make it more interactive? What do we do to create some fun element to it? What special guests do we insert? And we keep trying. I don't think we have it completely nailed, but we keep trying something different each week. And there's some evolution of that video. And even in that in itself, I think has our people going, so what weird thing are they gonna do this week to tweak this video to keep us watching, right? But that's what's fun. It's that evolution and the try and can't be afraid to fail, still give it a go and, and see what you learn from it. Great comments. Jer, how about you? What, uh, what have you seen as far as solutions or counters to threats in general? Yeah, I think one of the threats uh, that we, we've had um, is just from you know, you've heard us throughout this whole uh, roundtable here, this thread of, of coaching and coaches, right? Uh, we have specific titles with, with coach in the title, right? Logistics coach. Um, and that for us is, is a sacred uh, title because that's how we view a role like logistics coach, which in another, in another organization may be called sales manager, right? So these are the guys leading frontline employees, frontline sales folks, frontline operations folks. And we've always loved that we have breakout rooms throughout the building and throughout the week, they're having these one-on-one -on -one sessions with reps. And again, the other thing that we value is that there's dual accountability both ways from coach to rep and rep to coach and that they're both intimate with that that reps performance and client portfolio and challenges and removing roadblocks for for a given period of time um and you know i would use cold chain as a great example because i just had some interaction with them so they have a logistics coach named scott lewis and he has a format with his team that i think is has been perfect and only has probably heightened what was happening on site. So there's a, there's a morning there's a morning team huddle, uh, much to the same degree as Elias's team huddle in the morning, where the whole team jumps on. They each have individual callouts of, hey, this is what we're working on. This is this is our game plan for the day. And then they do that again after lunch. There's a, a mid afternoon session too, just kind of recapping progress and things like that, while also still having one on ones via Teams. And I think the cool thing about that, too, is that I've been able to participate in some. Um, Chad Knudsen, the director of Cold Chain, has been able to pr participate in some. So now you, you have a, a, a kind of a, a rolling dynamic where there's been multiple people, multiple people involved, and it's become also just best practice sharing, right? From rep to rep, from team to team, from division to division. And I think those threads have helped us 
uh, not lose any momentum in what we consider pivotal pivotal part of the role in that in that coaching element. Yeah, I love it. Great, great comments. So just in in wrapping up here, anything that Elias, anything that you feel like we've missed um, that would be beneficial for any insiders or outsiders to hear about our experience and our learning curve and the way that we're combating this from a culture standpoint? You know, one thing that um, comes to mind that we didn't, that I wasn't able to share just yet, but um, one of our core focuses here at England Logistics is giving back. And um, the last few years, we've really focused on um, meals for children and that every child deserves to, to have a meal. And as one of our initiatives here at the company and, and continuing to feed these children, we have opportunities to volunteer at the, the Utah Food Bank. And now more than ever, there's such a need for um, that volunteerism. And so I'm, it, I'm grateful that despite the challenges that are in the world, that my family and I still have an opportunity to volunteer at the food bank and to be able to give back. Uh, we deliver these food boxes to to individuals and families that are that are in and some really tough situations. And I think the lessons learned uh, through those experiences, um, despite the challenges that we experience um, with COVID-19 and other things, um, those those experiences will go a long ways for both me personally and for my family and and others that are taking advantage of these things. So I love that, that we've been able to maintain and evolve that cultural tradition. Yeah, great, great comment. And the reality is we each just never know, right? We're that the group here, we're all in a, a fortunate situation where we're not calling upon those resources personally. Um, but it's it's a keen reminder of we're all in different stages in life and it's all about coming together and helping one another to overcome, grow, develop. Uh, great, great comments. Joe, what else might you add? Um, one thing that we didn't talk about that popped to my mind that I just loved was when everything hit and it was so crazy that how many people I saw that were just solution oriented. There were so many problems to focus on. There were so many obstacles from every single angle. But what I saw was a leadership team that was like, what's the solution, you know? And not just the leaders, the frontline people. I felt like everyone was kind of stepping up and going, how can I contribute? How can I give more? Um, how do I do my best? How do I help others? And that was really a, an incredible thing and a very grounding thing, right? In such a crazy time to have a community um, and a group that was thinking solution oriented instead of problem oriented. It's awesome. And there, it, it, it's, I mean, it's hard to, to put into words, but, and forgive this analogy, but I always, I always envision there's some that their response is turtle, right? Tuck in your shell, like just get in your shell and wait it out and wait until the danger's gone. And we just, we just can't afford any turtles in our shop, right? We've got, we've got so many people 
that immediately, I mean, there's this, this great, in fact, on another vlog, I don't want to repeat um, or be redundant, but we have all these security cameras in the morning of the earthquake. For those that aren't aware, I mean, we got, we got hit hard here and it was, it was a big deal. We had a lot of damage. It was a scary environment that morning, not to mention that several weeks of aftershocks that continued. Um, but we've got this, this incredible video of security footage that you see the earthquake hit and people are scrambling once it's a safe environment to at least exit the building. I mean, you've got, you've got boiler water pouring from ceilings and you've got electrical wires and it was a scary environment. And we've got this video of one of our gals that is under her desk and she is just so petrified. She doesn't dare come out. And as one of our gentlemen is making his way to the exit door, he turns around and sees that she's huddled under his desk and like no hesitation, not an ounce of thought immediately goes running over to that desk, puts his arm around her, walks her over to the exit door and gets her to the stairwell with somebody else to go downstairs. And then his immediate reaction is to turn around and is there anybody else, right? And so when you say solutionists, we're not talking about just logisticians and looking for the practical way to better refine a process. We're talking about people that were first and foremost concerned about one another's well-being. And a lot of that well-being isn't just the physical elements. It, it's, it's the emotional element of, hey, this environment's brutal. Are you doing okay? Because I'm not doing okay every minute. And, you know, I've had conversations with each of the three of you that were deeply personal about exactly that. Are, are you doing okay? How are we doing? And that's the stuff that we, there, there's lots of great ideas about bettering culture and evolving culture. But when you say solutionists, I think about not being a turtle right? We just can't afford to get in our shell and wait stuff out. We got to get out there and get in the middle of it and create betterment as a, as a result of the threats that exist. So appreciate you bringing that up, Joe. Great comments. Jer, what, what might you offer in closing? That's tough. I mean, turtle shells and heroic efforts is, is tough to follow for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and, yeah. and raising kids, you can't leave that one out, Jer. <laughs> yeah, and raising kids, right? I mean, I think I think we've I think we've really keyed upon organizational culture, and I, I probably don't have too much to add there. I think it's just, you know, us as individuals, as part of an organization, as moms and dads and and children and siblings and members of society this is such a unique time to really value who you want to be in every way shape and form and that starts with your family right i know when i go home and look at my wife who i also have the opportunity to look at via microsoft yeah. Teams sometimes and my kids you know i always start by saying when i walk in i okay how do i want to model for them who i want to be and then when I walk into the organization, how am I going to model who I want to be and who I hope they say, hey, I want to be like that too. And then when I'm interacting in society, it's the same principle. So I think it's such a unique time for all of us to, if we're not there, get there, right? And say, who, who do I want to be in every way, shape and form to make this, this whole thing that we call life better. Yeah, well said. I've, I've, I've always 
hated the derogatory nature of the term fake it till you make it, but I've loved it in concept because I think that the positive version of that is, look, we all have to idealistically understand what we expect of ourselves and who we want to become. And then we got to put ourselves out there and act in that way until it does become habit and becomes self-changing, right? Forming and formative in who we are. And that's a daily process that requires daily and nightly introspect to really dive in. And boy, that comes back to that heart of betterment. But therein lies, again, the culture, right? And culture is alive and well, probably more healthy than it's ever been at EL because we've had some outside influences that have caused us to be maybe even more introspective than we've ever been, even though we might inherently have been introspective people. And it's that, that that's, that's that developmental element. So we're, we're sharing this blog with whoever is willing to listen in the hopes that it contributes something. And if nothing else, maybe some, some thought provocation as to what threats exist to the culture that you and your teams have worked so hard to build and create. And is it first and foremost on your mind and in your daily plan, in your, your long-term strategic action plan, uh, does, it, does it play the role that it deserves to play? And is it, is it a priority in the way that it needs to be? And hopefully this maybe presents some ideas, some best practices, but maybe more than anything else, hopefully it, it spurs some further motivation to continue to evolve and grow and develop. But certainly, I think we all need to commit to a better post-COVID environment, embrace those things that have made us better because we've learned more quickly because we were forced into a situation, but we've made the best of it. And then we adopt and adapt as we go. So. Uh, I'm I'm now committing our marketing team that when they post this, they do it in a way that invites commentary because the reality is we don't have this nut completely cracked. We think that we've got a great trajectory given the amazing people that exist within our organization, but we know there's some great organizations out there, some great cultures, and you're doing some great things. So we would love to see, and we invite some of that dialogue uh, in any of the comment area below. We would love to hear what you're experiencing, what you've seen, how you've adapted and evolved within your cultural environments. And I know that all readers would love to hear from you as well. So thanks for the take and the time. And we wish you all the best in your continued success and future, especially as it relates to culture evolution. Thanks a lot.